Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. As the name says, our, na- our listeners are business creators. We have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have the marketing and business coaches, consultants, and mentors. We have those who help others create their businesses, and we have the do-it-yourselfers that like to have your own hands on the levers. If you are one or more of the above, and many of our listeners who tune in every single week are all of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on platforms like iTunes. Be sure to subscribe as you'll get fresh content every me every single week, and you'll get immediate access to over 230 wonderful guest interviews on a breadth and depth of topics relevant to business creators just like you. Also, every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help serve more business creators just like you, so please tell us what you like about our episodes, and we'll go from there. Now, every so often within the lineup of Business Creators Radio Show, we like to come back to the topic of franchising. Since our listeners are, in fact, business creators, and we have many entrepreneurs, uh, folks in startup mode, folks who want to side hustle, folks who really want to capture their piece of the entrepreneurial dream, franchising can be a very effective way of doing that because you are investing in an established brand that's already tested, already comes with the tools you need to succeed. It's just a matter of you putting it together and going out there and using the tactics of business and marketing to build your dream. So for that reason, I'm very happy today, very excited to have with us a gentleman named Hossein Hussein Kazmai of FranchiseCreator.com. And just to tell you a little bit about Hussein, he's a world leader in the franchising business, and he teaches others how to put his business building strategy to work for them. Hussein has extensive experience in the field of franchising, founding many franchising concepts of his own, including one called Gardekid, which was founded in 2005. This franchise creator now helps other entrepreneurs decide when to franchise and teaches them how to franchise successfully. Hossein's franchise concept has been ranked among the top 100 franchises for six years in a row, and it is ranked in the top 10 new franchises of 2009. So this is something that's also been around for a while and has a proven track record. Hussein, come on in. The weather's fine. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Adam. Thank you very much for having me. Great. Now, what I'd like to do, uh, before we dive into the main segment of our interview today, and I know you have a lot to share with us, is for those of our listeners who are just now getting to know you, uh, if we could just take a moment and take a step back. I read off your official biography, very impressive, and what I'd like to do is just hear a little bit more about your personal journey and uh, what brought you along this trajectory to where you are today, serving business creators from the intersection of your brilliance and passion. Sure. So, um, you know, um, Adam, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much all of my adult life. I've um, had uh, uh, the pleasure to work for some of the uh, largest um, uh, Fortune 500 companies um, as an engineer, and then I got into the world of entrepreneurship just because it has been in my blood from the beginning, um, um, early on in my adulthood, and um, started uh, various companies, um, and I was 
able to grow these companies, some of them in the high-tech world and uh, what have you, and uh, take them to the next level and f eventually get them uh, bought out. And then uh, I entered the world of franchising uh, back when I started a company called Gardekid, and this company um, was a local uh, child safety or uh, uh, child uh, protection, if you will, uh, uh, business where we actually provided identification services for parents so that they can have their child's ID with them, both electronically and printed at all times. Um, I franchised this business soon after its launch, and I literally mean months after its launch, I uh, franchised it, and um, the business grew uh, from one location into 175 locations in 11 countries in a very, very short time. Um, and um, I was, throughout the process of growing this business, you know, um, I learned more and more about uh, not just franchising, but how you can grow your business successfully as a franchise so long as you follow certain procedures and methods where your franchisees remain happy and profitable. And um, for that reason, the, co the, the company has been ranked and uh, many times um, among the top 100 fastest growing franchises in the world. Um, and the, one of the reasons for that growth is the methods we used um, in dealing and, and growing, dealing with franchisees and growing the system. Um, in 2010, uh, five years after its launch, the company was bought out. I um, went into a, um, a retirement, uh, which was short-lived only because of my entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial right. uh, passion that's within me. Um, and I, at the same time, I had companies coming to me and asking me to consult with them on how to better their franchise system or how to build them into a franchise. So that was kind of a hint for me to come back into the business world and start a company called Franchise Creator. And um, we did. And uh, since then, um, we have become a leading uh, franchise consulting firm in the nation, we have franchise businesses in all sectors, um, anywhere from um, you know your regular restaurant or food or quick serve food, all the way to healthcare, to industries that never existed before. Um, we have done it, and we brought these industries uh, to introduce them to the franchise world and seen them grow and seen some of these companies that we have brought in start from a mom-and-pop operation and be built into multi-million dollars, multi-million dollar businesses that even some got bought out already. And, and that's the pleasure that I've gotten out of this to see some of those mom-and-pop operations turn into multi-million dollar businesses through uh, franchising. Um, Adam, at Franchise Creator, we have done... Uh, you know, franchises in industries, like I said, that never existed before. Some of these include electronic cigarettes, um, where um, we built that industry into um, a one of the top ten hottest industries, uh, according to Entrepreneur Magazine. Um, and, um, you know, now you see uh, brands uh, that we created uh, throughout the nation and even worldwide. We've, we've done... Um, a, a lot of concentration has been in healthcare. We've done a lot of healthcare franchises, an industry that never existed 10 or 15 years back. Um, so we pioneered that industry and, and seen a lot of uh, new healthcare 
related franchises enter the world of franchising and seeing the, seeing the success that they have had in the last few years. So that's what um, Franchise Creator has been. And we also help sell franchises for these franchise fran new franchise concepts. So we then uh, target, uh, not only we work with businesses to, 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 to turn their business into a franchise, but we then work with um, people out there that want to start their own business and get them um, connected with one of these franchise concepts so that they can purchase one of these franchises and be able to start their journey into entrepreneurship. Yeah, what's very interesting about what you share, I mean, it's very impressive, is that what I'm hearing from you is, just because a market has not experienced franchising before doesn't mean the model doesn't fit. And if you're looking to build a franchise where you potentially have other people franchising your stuff, which we may get to during the course of our conversation, that sometimes the answer is to be innovative and look in places where, uh, you know, go zag while other people are zigging or, or zig while other people zag or however you look at that. Uh, a lot of people, when they think franchise, they think of, whatever fast food restaurant or pizza shop, uh, and these are pretty common franchises. They may think of cellular phones because some of those use the franchise model. But, you know, I found it very interesting that you uh, did franchising using an, a an app, for, for instance, and, uh, you know, like the, uh, like the Garda Kid. Uh, I found it very interesting that uh, you uh, did uh, franchising, I think you said, in vaping, things like that. So that's one of the things that jumps out at me. Now, uh, we're going to talk about this franchising thing, but I know when we were chatting in the green room, you wanted to take a step back. So I want to kind of go back with you here for a moment. And the first thing you were hoping to share with our audience is, you know, some insights on how an entrepreneur who's getting ready to start a business should select a brand name for that business and what criteria should they consider in doing so. Yes, um you know, I always find uh, that question um, very interesting, Adam, because it is the first step an entrepreneur takes in establishing their um, their foothold in the in the business world, right? So you come up with an idea, you start a business. Okay, what am I going to call this business, right? So, uh, and it puzzles me as to why some of these entrepreneurs um, have a very um, uh, not a very long vision to their business. In other words, they're not really looking far out there. They're 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 coming up with brands that are so specific to the territory, the neighborhood. It has the name of the street in it, or the neighborhood that they live in it, or or even the city they live in. Uh, but you have to have a grander vision when you start your business. And I don't think anyone ever starts a business um, wanting to keep it at that size forever and ever. Everyone, every entrepreneur, every business owner that enters the world of business, you know, their vision is to grow it and, and make it bigger and go large and go, you know, have other locations, grow, grow throughout the nation or even worldwide. So if that is your vision and it should be your vision when you start a business, then think big. And the way you think big is come up with a brand that is catchy and it fits in you know everywhere not just your specific city or, or 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 town that you live in so i would avoid you know adding the name of the city in it you know um you know that is not the the, the greatest uh, use of or, or the greatest way to brand yourself also you want to come up with a short and catchy name 
Now, it doesn't have to, the name doesn't have to necessarily be related to what you do. And a good example of that is Google, right, or Yahoo. Uh, right. As, as, you, as you see, these brands are not necessarily, if, if I pulled you back to 40 years ago and I said, if I say Google, what does that remind you? Or even 20 years ago, what does that remind you of? You, you say, I have, no, I have no idea, but, you know, how could that relate to a search engine? But the bottom line is it's a catchy name, and, and, and it's, it's easy to remember. Now, before you pick that name, you want to do some research, and that research is, is the domain name for this um, name that I'm coming up with already in use or available? Two things that is extremely important for, for a business owner or, or an entrepreneur who wants to enter the business world with a brand new business, two places you have to check immediately is the U.S. Um, uh, Patent and Trademark Office and also a, um, a domain registry. You know, you can use a variety of these guys that are out there, the websites that you can check to see if a .com version of a particular name is available. So if you check and you see that the trademark is available, that's a quick search, takes no more than five minutes on the USPTO's website. And also, if you check to see that the domain name is available, you've already checked off two very important things before that brand is established. So, you, because at the end of the day, whatever branding you do has to be protected, and it has to be protected by way of a trademark, and also protection uh, on, on, on the URL that you're going to use is extremely important. So the other thing that you want to use after that is to see if variations of this particular name are used in other uh, businesses. So, for example, whatever business name you come up with, um, you know, you want to make sure that even if, for example, johnnyspizza.com is available, that's great, right? And the trademark is available right. and all of that. But is Johnny's Pizza being used somewhere in some other city, even if they don't have the domain name, maybe they have johnnyspizza.net or .org, or they just don't even have a website, but there's plenty of Johnny's Pizzas out there. So the reason that's important is because there will be a, a, a sense of confusion as you grow your business throughout the nation because you're going to have to deal with this problem at some point in the future. You're going to have to send cease and desist letters to these people, and you're going to have to bear in mind that there will be some legal things that you have to take care of to make sure that these guys don't continue using a brand that you're trademarking. So those are the things that you need to check immediately in order to be able to establish the brand um, from the beginning. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I've shared this many times on the Business Creators Radio Show. Uh, back in 2012, when we were conceiving the idea of the Business Creators Institute, of which the Business Creators Radio Show is one of the promotional arms, it was originally going to be called the Business Builders Institute. We even had acquired the domain Business Builders Institute. We had begun the development of a website for the Business Builders Institute. We had been putting out uh, social media properties under the name Business Builders Institute. Then our former president, Barack Obama, gets up and tells entrepreneurs they didn't build that. Unfortunately, what that caused for us is the idea of build your business or business builders uh, became buried in news headlines. So there was no way for us to really compete in such a way where it could stand out. We were thinking about what to do about that, and then we thought, okay, well, building. Let's go to a thesaurus. Build design, innovate, create, business creators institute. 
And then we follow the steps that you just outlined that our listeners should go back and, and check again by subscribing to iTunes and going back and replaying this one. And we determined that we were pretty safe with Business Creators Institute, and we went forward with it. And what's been great about it is I'm able to say if I'm you know, having a conversation with somebody about the Business Creators Radio Show, I don't have to spell out the URL because I can just say, look up Business Creators Radio Show. Google it. You'll find it. It will always come up number one. And because we have the domain, businesscreatorsradioshow.com, it's the most logical possible domain that matches the name of the show. Same with the Business Creators Institute. We own businesscreatorsinstitute.com, the most logical domain that could possibly go with that. One other thing, and uh, I'm wondering if you have any experiences with this, is we discovered that let's say you find that great domain. It's usually a good idea to go to something like the Wayback Machine or do a search on the history of the ownership of the domain because you may find that that domain used to belong to another business or something else. Absolutely. There is the more um, research you do, and branding is everything, Adam. Um, branding is everything about your business. It is your message to the world is your it's the is the door that allows people to open and to see what's inside this business and your brand has to be attractive and yes what you want to do is you want to make sure that even if the domain is available what was was that domain a part of a company that has gone bankrupt was that domain used before by 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 a certain corporation that may have provided um, services or products that were somehow uh, controversial when it comes to to the business that you're in. So you want to do some of that research. And, you know, fortunately, this day and age, everything is available at our fingertips. It's a matter of just sitting in front of your computer. And everything that you and I just talked about, Adam, in the last few minutes can be researched within 30 minutes of sitting in behind of you know your computer and just doing that research you can find out everything there is to be found out about this brand before you pursue it and and that little bit that 30 minutes of research may save you thousands or even tens of thousands in marketing dollars in the future search engine optimization you touched on that adam is very very important so if you if your brand is generic or it's so close to something that's much larger a company that's by far larger than you and it's going to get buried in all the press releases that they put out and all the information that they have and all the search engine optimization dollars that they spent uh, you're never going to get to the first page of Google. So right there and then, that should be a warning for you to be to stay away from a brand that's somewhat somehow similar to another one. Not only not only you're going to have a problem with with SEO, but you're also going to have a problem with getting your trademark accepted or registered. You know, the Patent Trademark Office may reject your trademark, even though it seemed from the beginning that it was available, but it may sound confusing um, or it's too close to another brand that already is trademarked. Right, very true. So with all that in mind, uh, what steps, uh, if there's anything we haven't mentioned already, what steps should business owners take to protect their brand? The very first step uh, is, and, and this is what, you know, and I deal with a lot of business owners. I mean, the, here at Franchise Creator, we meet with multiple business owners on a daily basis, whether by phone or by in-office meeting where they come into our office and they want to talk about franchising their business. And of course, as a 
a franchise for you to be a franchise operation your brand must you have to at least apply for a trademark you don't have to have a registered trademark but you have to at least apply for a trademark so one of the first things that um, we work with uh, our clients our business owners that come to us to franchise their business is we work with them so that they can establish that trademark for their business and it just puzzles me that that business owners come in here and they've been in business for 10 years 12 years 15 years and they don't have a trademark for their brand uh, which is incredible. I mean, in the beginning, I thought, you know, this was, you know, amazing. But now I've gotten used to the fact that there are a lot of business owners out there that don't know much about trademarking or this is something, the intellectual property pr protection of their, of, of their brand is not really on top, of their, uh, on top of their mind. So what happens with a situation like that, Adam, is, you know, we, and we've seen this happen many times to clients that have come, uh, come to us, is that you know I've had a client that's been in business for 30 years without a trademark, right? So 30 years ago they could have established this trademark and they could have owned it, but since then somebody, even though they've had stores throughout the time, um, you know, offering services, but somebody else went out in, in during the last number of years and established that as their trademark, right? So they can't they can't grow anymore. So that means okay, the locations you have are good because they're kind of grandfathered in, but you no longer can grow your business outside of a certain circle because now that brand is trademarked by somebody else. So then becomes this litigation issue of trying to buy the rights uh, uh, through some sort of a royalty basis from that owner, and again it becomes a mess. And then a lot of times business owners find themselves going through a rebranding process, which takes thousands of dollars. Imagine changing your signage. If you happen to have three locations, three restaurants, or three gyms, or whatever you have, you now have to change all of your brands and so forth and so on. All of this can be avoided by you quickly going online and trademarking, uh, well, hiring someone, I should say. You can go online and check to see if your trademark is available, but you can, you can hire uh, someone to be able to um, trademark this uh, for you. At Franchise Creator, we do that for our clients. We actually help them identify if their brand is A, trademarkable, and B, how they establish this trademark um, uh, for them. So we guide them and we give them the guidance that they need on that. Right. Awesome. Uh, so these are things to bear in mind. And you know, I've done some studies on trademark law and things like that as well. And it's all, not always as cut and dried as one may think it is. Uh, so this is something you really want to pay very close attention to. And as Hussein mentioned earlier, um, as you mentioned to our listeners, Hussein, uh, it's one of the best things you can do is just simply find something that's as unique as possible and to not necessarily shy away from something that may, may make people think, oh, wow, what the heck is that? I remember back around the year 2000, 2001, when Google was becoming a thing. Up until then, we had things like AltaVista and Yahoo and all these other search engines. And then Google suddenly cornered the market. And I'm thinking, what the heck is this Google thing? I'm used to Yahoo and AltaVista and getting all my stuff from there. But that's, that's just an example. And Yahoo, as you pointed out, is also another example. Uh, Yahoo is not the first thing you normally think of when you think of, hey, let's look up something on the Internet. You think of Yahoo! Excitement. And my cat looked up in the, when I saw that, when I said that. So not to be silly about the name of your company or something like that, but think about something that could be catchy, something that could be attention-getting. Just 
other things to bear in mind when you're naming it that you could use to avoid some of these pratfalls and pitfalls. So what I'd like to do now is uh, you know, let's now move more towards the actual topic of franchising, and let's begin by defining our terms. So how do you define the word franchising? So it's a probably one of the least recognized words for any business owner. And I it took me um, just a quick couple of months when I started the company Franchise Creator to find that out because business owners always think of franchising as something that's much bigger than they are. They always think franchising, oh, that's for McDonald's, that's Taco Bell, that's Burger King. I'm not at that level yet, which in reality, it's one of the biggest mistakes um, or misunderstandings that a business own, that business owners ha have out there. And um, franchising is a way to grow your business truly without investing your own money or your own time. It's the most efficient and the most effective way to grow your business, whether you have a product retail, service-oriented business, whatever it may be, you should consider franchising before you open multiple locations on your own. Now, that doesn't mean franchising replaces the organic growth of opening locations for second, third, fourth, or fifth on your own. You can continue to do that. It simply is a parallel path to the growth of your business, one that is by far faster, better, and cheaper. Right, so usually I, I equate franchising with OPM. What does that mean? That's other people's money. So if you were to right. start another location on your own, you're gonna have to invest thousands or tens of thousands, and in some cases, cases hundreds of thousands of your own dollars, and then hours and hours of your own time to be able to establish this new location. And you entering this not knowing whether what's going to happen, whether you're finding the right location or not, or not, and also you're spreading yourself thin. So now you are now have to be in two locations, if it's three, in three locations. So now you begin to put a manager to run your second, third, fourth, or fifth locations because you simply can't be in five locations at the same time. So what happens is those managers don't have a vested interest in your business. They are simply an employee, and the worst thing that can happen is they'll get fired and they find another job. So the quality of service, and this is the greatest misunderstanding when you talk to a business owner where they tell you, you know, I want to make sure that my locations are all company-owned because I'm really, really, really picky about the quality of the products and the services that I provide to my clients, so I want to be the one monitoring it. Well, the answer to that question is, well, you can do that very well in one location, but that gets watered down when you open the second and watered down when you open the third, and all the way to the fifth or sixth or seventh, you can't be in all of these places at the same time, so how can you monitor these? So now you're putting these managers. Well, these managers are trained by you, but they really don't care about the business like you do. They don't have any money invested in the company. So what happens is that's how the, the, the service goes, goes down and the service gets watered down or the product gets watered down. But by having a franchise owner, the person that spends the same money you spend to open your location in another location, that person now has a vested interest. And that person is going to be on his business like a hawk, just like you are, looking at all the different activities that go on in the, in the company day, on a daily or hourly basis 
that person goes to sleep at night thinking just like you do about the next day's um, uh, business and how he can improve it and comes up with ideas and so forth and so on because that person is a business owner just like you are. He's not an employee. Also, he is the one, that person is the one that investing all of his money to start this business. That means you're not investing your money. As a matter of fact, he pays you what's called the franchise fee up front to have the right to open this business. So not only you didn't lose any money for opening the second or third location, but you actually gained dollars. Okay. So now comes the issue of... Um, you know the uh, the quality, right? So this this person that, that let's call him the franchisee now, this franchisee is worried that he is abiding by the rules and regulations of your concept because he has to. That is part of the agreement he signed, and for that reason he is on top of the business because he's worried that if he wouldn't be, he can potentially lose his business back to you. Why? Because he's not abiding by the rules of the agreement. So for that reason, he's going to be monitoring the quality of the day-to-day -day, um, activities of the business to a point where you know it runs in many times better than a corporate-owned location. Historically and statistically, uh, franchise locations do better business than the corporate-owned locations for the very reason that I just mentioned. The dollars are higher, the sales are higher. In every way, it runs more smoothly. So that's what franchising is, is allowing someone to open another location like yours by you giving them the training that they need and the know-how that you have picked up throughout the years that you've operated your business, passing that know-how to them so that they can open their location, not make the mistakes you made when you were starting your business and be more efficient in running their business and get to profitability as quick as possible. That is truly the definition of franchising. Yeah, that's a pretty detailed definition, and you raise a lot of very, very important points here. So uh, that being said, uh, do you actually feel that franchising is the most effective way for expanding a business? I think so, Adam, and uh, history has proven that over and over again. If you look at some of the biggest brands that are out there, not all of them, but I would say a good majority of the brands that are out there, service-oriented brands, whether in food, whether in um, fitness, uh, or any other um, industry that you can think of, they are actually franchise brands, right? So some of the largest names that you remember, some of the ones that, um, whether you're ordering pizza from, or your fast food restaurants, or your, your, your favorite uh, Tex-Mex, or... Um, even in healthcare, when you look at some of these brands that have grown to become, you know, multi-million or in some cases even multi, you know, billion-dollar businesses, these all started as franchises. And the growth, when I say effectively, is the fastest and the best way um, to grow a business through franchising because it happens faster. As a business owner, if you had all the money in the world but you, you still don't have all the time in the world to be able to expand your business two, three, four, five times in the next month. In other words, if let's assume you have two locations. Can you open three more locations at the same time next month? You can't. Can you open ten more locations at the same time next month? But in franchising, that is possible. A lot of the big brands that you see have multiple locations being built at the very time because each one is being supervised by an owner 
by a franchisee. The other advantage that franchising gives you, Adam, is it allows a person that lives in a city who understands the local market by far better than you to manage not only the construction and the build-out of that location, but also the day-to-day -day operation. In other words, here in Miami, for example, we understand the culture here is a little bit different than the rest of the nation. And we understand right. how to be in this city and what's the best place to advertise. You know, what are the, if I were to put a billboard in Miami, I know exactly where to put it to advertise my business. I know exactly the location. And I know exactly who to call. But if you ask me right now, where, where, where is the best place to put a billboard in Los Angeles? I have no idea. Where is it in Kansas City? I don't know. But a person that lives in Kansas City or Los Angeles knows that much better than you do. He, also, he or she also understands the local culture by far better. So for that reason, again, franchising becomes the best and the most effective way to grow the business uh, instead of organically growing it on your own because you're placing it in the hands of people that are better suited to run your business. Right. Very true. Uh, very, very, very true. So uh, let me pull this up for one second. All right. So, um, you know, this may feel like more of a summary type question, but let's go ahead and insert it here. Uh, so with all this you've said and shared with us so far, Hussein, uh, why should an entrepreneur buy a franchise instead of opening a similar business on their own? And let me just add to that question a little bit more. Uh, doesn't it feel like the entrepreneur in some way actually loses some control over the business by investing in a franchise rather than just doing their own thing? That is absolutely correct. So, um, you know, people ask me that question all the time, and, you know, um, my answer to them is this, is, you know, do you have the stomach to go through the, um, the ups and downs of it? The, the startup of a, of a business. In other words, do you have the funds and the time and the resources and, and yet again, the stomach to handle um, the mistakes that you will make when you open your own business? Let's talk about opening a, um, a sandwich shop, uh, for example, right? seems pretty trivial, right? I mean, it's going to be X, Y, and Z, and we're going to buy the products, and we're going to you know, make sandwiches, and we're going to sell these products. It looks pretty straightforward. But guess what? You're going to have to start off, let's go back to the earlier part of my conversation with you, and that is, okay, where do I come up with branding, all right? So you're going to come up with branding. You're going to pay for trademarks. You're going to pay for building a website. You're going to have to find a graphic designer who's going to come up with a nice logo for you. You may find that in the process of that, you've infringed on somebody else's uh, uh, branding or logo. So now you have uh, perhaps uh, litigation going on, and that's money. Uh, so now I go back to rebrand myself, and that's money, and you know, websites and logos and everything else. So now I need the brochures and business cards and what have you. And all of this is just to get my business started. So then, of course, you now have to find a location. Well, you don't have really any experience in this business, so you're not really sure where to look for a location. So you may find a location and sign a lease, and you, pay, you, 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 you realize that you pay too much money for the, for the location, and you could have negotiated the lease because you had no experience in what that per square foot pricing should have been, right? So 
So now you made a mistake there, and now you have to get permits and everything, but you're not really sure what permits to get for this business, so you may start your business and get penalized knowing that you were missing a permit in the process. And uh, so here we go again. There's more money that's out the door. Um, you start your business, you put your signage up, and now uh, you're in the process of hiring. You don't know who to hire. You don't know how many people to hire, so you may under... Uh, uh, higher, meaning that you don't have enough employees and you open the doors and customers come in, they're waiting too long, they're giving you bad reviews online. Right off the start, you're getting bad reviews because people are upset. Um, so then comes the uh, purchase of products, right? So where do I buy these products from? You're buying it from wherever you could find on Google, not realizing that there are vendors out there that could have provided to you at a lower price. So all of these mistakes that I said, and I can talk another 15 minutes about as I go through this process of running a business and tell you how a potential entrepreneur can make several mistakes in just the opening of their business and then, of course, in the day-to-day -day operation, all of that is avoided as long as you buy yourself a franchise. So yeah, some people say, but I have to pay a franchise fee up front. That franchise fee is anywhere between twenty, thirty, or forty thousand dollars. And I say to them, "Well, you can spend twenty or thirty or forty thousand dollars and save yourself a hundred thousand dollars, or you can do the other way around, which is which is better." So by spending, you know, a little bit on the franchise fee, you're now tapping into this world of knowledge that is available to you. A person that has gone through this more than once, most likely, opened multiple locations and can guide you. You now have a partner that can tell you what to do and what not to do. And for that reason, you'll be successful right off the get-go. You probably start your business earlier. That means you're build out. Not only you find the right location because you're going to get guidance from the franchisor who's going to tell you where to, buy, where to look for a location to be you know, for it to be better suited for your business, but also you're going to hire the right amount of employees. You're going to be ready to with the with with the right products on day one, and be able to operate your business with, you know correctly with the right permits and everything else that you need. So that guidance is really why you should buy a franchise because your success is by far more guaranteed through franchising than if you were on your own. As a matter of fact, Adam. If you look at the Department of Commerce, they put out a, a, a chart many years ago, actually, that kind of uh, compared um, owning a business or starting a business on your own or starting or buying into a franchise system. And it is an amazing chart for me, and I wish I could show it to you, to your listeners here. But basically what it is, is if you start a business on your own, you have a 50% chance of staying in business next year. That means only half the business owners today will be in business ne uh, next year. And then when you roll that out to five years, only 25% of businesses that start today will be around five years from now. That means you have a 75% chance of going bankrupt or closing down 75, uh, I'm sorry, five years from now. Now, when you compare that to franchising, the numbers are tremendously backwards. In other words, if you open a franchise, if you buy into a franchise today, there is a 93% chance that you'll still be in business five years down the line. 
So when you look at this comparison, you say to yourself, yes, I do have to, when I buy a franchise, I do have to pay something up front, and I have to pay royalty um, as I operate my business. But guess what? I may be paying 5% or 6% royalty, but I'm saving a whole lot of money on mistakes that I could have potentially made. But more importantly, I'm also buying the products at much lower costs because franchisors, uh, having many franchisees in their portfolio, are buying those products at much higher scale and getting much lower prices. There's a reason why nobody can compete with Subway when it comes to a $5 footlong. You know, if you own a sub shop, it's very difficult to provide a 12-inch sub for $5 only because you're buying ham and turkey at much smaller quantities that Subway does. So for that reason, they control the pricing and are, they're able to lower your purchase prices. So yes, you may be paying 5 or 6% in royalty, but you may be saving 10% or so on your product costs. So all in all, you're ahead of the game when you, enter a, when you buy into a franchise rather than starting a business on your own. Right. I think one of the misconceptions that I still see out there in the world today, um, I don't see this as much because I mostly hang around other entrepreneurial types, but those who are maybe outside the entrepreneurial world right now or don't really understand it or don't have a deep marketing background may look at the franchising thing and say, well, yeah, that's like a turnkey business. And, uh, uh, but at the same time, it's like, what, I just build a McDonald's and people are going to just walk through the door? What if there's another McDonald's five miles away? Uh, does that mean I have to go out and promote the thing? So not they're not going to bring me customers. Well, duh. The franchising model gives you all the many, many benefits that you have shared with us, and it's very substantial. But I think what I'm also hearing at the same time, it's still yours to win or lose through how effectively you promote it and market it. The difference being is you do have a proven model that you're starting from um, that can help you shortcut a lot of the issues that cause startups to sputter out. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, Adam, just like you said, you as an entrepreneur or business owner are in charge of your business. You're running this on a day-to-day -day basis, and you have an opportunity right. to build a beautiful uh, business all on your own. All it really is doing is, is providing you with a partner that's there if you ever need him or her to, 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 to guide you on something. You can always pick up the phone and call the franchisor and say, listen, I have this question. How do I handle it? I just got a three-star rating on Yelp. How do I handle it? You know, I have an unhappy customer that just left my store, and how do I handle that? Somebody wants a refund. How do I handle that? All of those things, instead of you guessing, you have someone that has done it many times and seen the consequences of a, a you know a yes or a no answer so they can give you the right answer for you to provide the and 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 one last thing that i wanted to add to this is the advantage of a joint marketing system you mentioned the local marketing yes the local marketing franchisees are responsible for spending money just like you're spending if you open the store on your own you have to spend money on marketing your business to the local market you'll do the same thing under a franchise banner but the advantage uh, the other advantage in franchising or buying into a franchise is the fact that um you now have a joint um, advertising campaign that takes place 
and is managed by the franchisor. So in other words, you trickle in a very small percentage of your sales on a monthly basis into your franchisor's uh, marketing uh, campaign, and each franchisee does that. And now that campaign or that trickle of money coming in from each franchisee turns out to be a pretty large sum where the franchisor is obligated to spend that money on franchising, I'm sorry, on advertising the brand for everyone. So now on a national level, you'll see when you're watching the Super Bowl in the middle of Super Bowl, what are you seeing? Who do you see advertising? You see Subway, you see McDonald's, you see Domino's Pizza, you see businesses that are franchises ahead of everybody else. In other words, you probably see 70 to 80 percent of the companies that are franchising in I'm sorry, they're advertising in those very expensive um, slots or franchises because they can afford it. And of course, that is going to benefit you as a single business owner that's running that particular franchise. Now, if you open this business on your own, you could never afford to, be, to have a presence in, in the middle of Super Bowl, in a commercial, or anything else. That's, again, a yet another advantage of franchising. Yeah, yeah, very true. So, you know, we're uh, actually, time is really flying by here. We, we're about three-fourths of the way through. Uh, so let's uh, take this to a slightly different uh, angle here. And those of us who may be looking to get into franchising, whether we become a franchisee or a franchisor, uh, the question comes up is, how can franchises grow into international markets? So this is actually an area that a lot of people really don't have much information on. So when you talk to people, they say, "Okay, great. I'm I'm I'm, you know, that that that's wonderful." I mean, franchising in the United States alone is very heavily regulated by the Federal Trade Commission, and there are uh 14 states here that have uh, regulations above and beyond the FTC rule, which means that um you then you have to register your franchise in those states that I mentioned. Um, but when you go outside of the United States, there are a few countries out there that have a franchise law enacted. Um, these countries, for example, include Mexico, a part of Canada, uh, Brazil, and then a couple of a few countries in um, Europe and then um, Asia as well. So it's just a handful of countries that have franchise laws enacted. The rest of the countries really don't have one, meaning that the franchise system that you build here in the United States under the FTC guidelines or the, what, what they call the NASA guidelines, that, a, uh, that franchise system would be applicable or would be um, – um, adoptable to to grow in those non-franchise um, companies, in other words, com countries that don't have their own franchise laws. So um, in the other countries that do have franchise laws enacted, like some of the ones that I just mentioned to you, you're going to have to find an attorney or a consultant in those countries to be able to adapt your uh, documents, uh, franchise disclosure documents, uh, which is what you need uh, here in the United States, um, to, to be able to adapt those to the local laws for those countries. Uh, regardless of what countries you want to grow in, I go back to our earlier conversation, and that is protection of your trademark, protection of your brand. 
you need to make sure that your brand is protected in those countries before you expand there because otherwise um, you know you bring an American brand to a country and of course it stands out like a sore thumb it's very well accepted people like American brands but then what are they going to do if they're you know there will be some some smart guy out there that's going to check the local trademark for that country and realize that the brand is available they'll quickly uh, trademark it and tie up um, that brand's expansion any further in that country. So it's an important aspect that business owners or franchise owners should 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 um, definitely pay very close attention to. And again, it goes back to IP, right? The intellectual property that you have to um, protect. But uh, we do, um, Adam, here at Franchise Creator, we actually help entrepreneurs with all of it. You know, we. From the very beginning, we invite people to come to us at Franchise Creator. Let us guide you. All of that is free, by the way. The, you know, the, uh, whether you, you're a business owner, you want to turn your business into a franchise, we, you can come to us. We can give you the guidance on how to do that. All of that, the franchisability of your business, uh, it's free. We can talk to you and tell you, yes, your business is franchisable. No, it isn't. Or what you have to do to make it franchisable. All of that can be done here at Franchise Creator. And uh, also, you know, uh, uh, you know, we have franchised hundreds of companies, and we have a whole portfolio of franchises for an entrepreneur that is interested in getting into these companies or buying into a franchise. Whether you like healthcare, whether you like restaurant business, whether you like fitness business, you like to have a vending machine routes, whatever it is, we have those franchises, and we're happy to talk to anyone that. Um, to see what exactly is the best fit for them. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that and that's all, and that's all very important. Some things we need to look at. Uh, overall, as I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, franchising can be a very effective way to grow a business. And what I really have enjoyed about our time together today is how you've broken us down into very practical, easy to follow elements. Uh, for us to consider as we go through and determine whether franchising is, in fact, a great way to go into business. Now, what's also interesting about the way that we've had this conversation here today is, Hussein, you've shared with us viewpoints from both the franchisor and the franchisee. Most of the time we talk about franchising, it's about, well, what franchise should I buy into? Um, How do I get the best deal on it? And how do I get started by buying into somebody else's franchise? And what's very interesting about what you've done today is you've actually shared with us some insights from the person who may have a business idea and want to make a franchise out of it. Absolutely, absolutely. So here at Franchise Creator, we handle uh, uh, both sides. In other words, we are a full franchise consulting firm, Adam. Um, we start off with business owners who want to turn their business into a franchise. I don't care what size your business is. You have one location. You have two locations. You have, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my sales are very small. Whatever it is, I like for you guys to contact us. Don't assume anything. Some of the largest franchise businesses that you see out there started exactly where you guys are at. Well, uh, you know, at a very, very mom and pop level, and I, uh, as, uh, I have actually an example for that. We was a company that, just two years ago, literally was run by a, a husband and wife, and, 
and uh, you know we franchised that business a single location that business is now has have been has been turned into a multi-million dollar business with locations um, throughout the United States and those uh, examples there's plenty of those that we can provide but the bottom line is as a business owner contact us at franchisecreator.com and let us uh, help you uh, identify if your business is franchisable. On the other hand, if you are an individual and looking to start a business on your own, you don't know what to start, and you know instead of just throwing a dice out there and putting all your money into into a wrong business that's going to make you unhappy and have an effect or a negative effect on your personal life, because this is a serious decision. Uh, you want to make sure that uh, you make the right decision so that you can provide a greater future for yourself and your family. So let us, the professionals here at Franchise Creator, help you identify the right business that fits you and fits your lifestyle and also your budget and put you into a right franchise system and, um, and be able to help you uh, grow it and, and so forth and so on. So all of that we can do under... Um, one roof here at Franchise Creator. So whether you're looking to brand your business, start it, you want to buy into a franchise, or you want to franchise a business you currently have, uh, we invite you to call us here, uh, at, uh, contact us here at uh, FranchiseCreator.com, and uh, any of our franchise consultants can guide you with this. Okay, well, that uh, actually answers my final question, which was for any of our business creators, who are currently on the edge of their seat looking for how they can take this to the next level or discover more about uh, franchising, whether it's going to be them franchising their own business or investing in a franchise, how you can help with that, and how they can get started. So I do encourage people to visit your website, of course. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners uh, as we wrap up today? I do. First, before uh, we wrap up, I want to invite your listeners to go to our website and download uh, my ebook um, on franchising. Um, it's a free download, and you can have that. Um, uh, it's a short uh, uh, and uh, a very uh, informative uh, book that uh, uh, you can learn a lot of the things that we talked about today in greater detail in that book. So that is something that I invite your listeners to to do. Uh, once again, it is it, at no cost, and uh, it becomes a pretty handy tool for you to go back to. Uh, my final thought for for uh, your listeners, all the business creators that are out there, is um, make a move. You know, uh, take your entrepreneurial uh, spirit uh, to the next level. Um, you know, I always say the following, and I say um, the cemetery is one of the richest places on earth because a lot of great ideas are buried there. So, um, right. you know, um, get out there. If you have something, uh, contact us. Let us help you turn that dream into a business, franchise it, get you to the next level. Franchising is where the big boys play. I always did say that. That's where the millions are made. That's where the big money is made. If you're out there, if you're a business owner, if you're making ends meet and you've been doing this for 10 years and you're getting tired, you're losing the passion for your business, this is the time to say, you know what, I've put my hard-earned uh, life, or money, I should say, hard-earned money into this business. I've put my life into this business. 
you know, and I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over again and seeing a little bit of an increase in my uh, just barely making it over inflation uh, as far as the growth of my business. Contact us. Let us help you turn that into a franchise. Let, let us help you grow it into multiple locations. Let you have or be able to to get to the dream that you always had and that independence you wanted in, and so forth and so on. All of that can be done uh, by just reaching out to us here at Franchise Creator. Yeah, uh, so again, thank you very much for being with us today. And for our listeners, uh, you know, we've, I think it's been a really great interview, and I'm so glad that everybody had the opportunity to uh, tune in today. So I uh, just want to say as we wrap up here, um, give me one second here. Uh, just want to say that uh, you know this has been a really fantastic time. And Hossein Kazmai, uh, FanchiseCreator.com, thank you so much for being with us here today. And it's been an honor and an education. It's my pleasure, Adam. Thank you so much, and good luck to all your business creators. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.